Well, hello there. It has been a while. Uh, this is John, your uh, favorite dungeon master from the Almost Heroes. And I am stopping in here to say that this is the penultimate episode. Uh, this is the second to last episode of the Almost Heroes uh, Season 1 campaign. Uh, I I honestly can't believe that I'm saying that. Um, I can't believe it's been three years since the story started. Um, but we're here now. Um, the next episode that you hear, uh, episode 132, will be our final episode of this story. Um, and I know it's... It's scary. Uh, it's terrifying. I, I feel it myself. And um, all all I can say is that um, I want to thank you for you know being here for listening to this story. Um, if you've made it this far, uh, then you've you know made it through three years of you know episode after episode. Um, you know, 132 total by the time you reach the end. Um, so thank you very much for doing that. But I also want to say that this is not the end. Um, we are going to take a brief hiatus, uh, two months to be exact, and then we will be back with uh, Almost Heroes Season 2. Uh, and I'm very excited about it because um, Bobby, aka Cosmo, um, will be taking over the reins of being the Dungeon Master. And that means that myself, uh, I will get to play as a character in Season 2 um, alongside BK and Dan. Um, and who will all be playing new characters. And uh, I, I'm just really excited for the, the story that uh, Bobby is going to be telling. Um, but I think that's it. Um, the next episode will be the end. Um, and then we'll be taking a hiatus. And then we'll be back with season two. So um, I think without further ado, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. I love this episode. I think it's one of my favorites. And I... Hope that uh, you will feel the same way as well. So relax and enjoy the second to last episode of The Almost Heroes. Last time on Almost Heroes. We pick up with the three of you still engaged in combat with Goldrick, who begins speaking about the origins of the Starfall and revealing that they are indeed fragments of the gods and that have... Uh, that it and that they have been collecting before snapping forward and swallowing the heart of Ao whole. Goldbreak begins to scream and morphs into a new monstrous form, crackling with energy and surrounded by three floating red, blue, and green orbs. And though the three of you try to fight, his power is too great and the three of you fall unconscious. And you soon find yourself in the realm of the Archivist, the same place that Cosmo has visited previously when he has died. The Archivist reveals to you that the heart of Ao that Goldbreak swallowed was indeed a false heart, and that the true one has been kept here, safely archived away to protect the wielder uh, who it has basically lain dormant with for these last 50 years, revealing that when the heart of Ao fell onto your plane, it picked up a fragment of the dwarven god Moradin along the way and found its way inside of a baby that was born on the day of the sundering, a young Cosmo. The true heart of Ao is reassembled and its power divided among the three of you, imbuing you with incredible power and returning you all to life. And that is where we left off. That brings us to episode 131, The Sundered.
So when we last left off, the three of you had been returned to life, fully healed, and overflowing with Ao's divine energy. And you are all now level 20. So we, we see a different place than the battlefield. We see the Battle of Winterhaven. We see the Revivifist armies that have been surrounded, and we see Lady Zoran and Bakarin fighting back to back. You see Bakarin, who is bleeding from the head and snarling, slicing at enemies with his halberd, and Zoran is panting, out of breath and looking scared as she fires spell after spell into the throng of, en- of enemies pressing in. And it seems that no matter how many times they defeat these enemies, they just keep getting back up. And then we see Whitport. We see Cedric and the Tigers fighting alongside the other members of the Whitport militia. Their backs against the makeshift barricade that is protecting them from the Empire on the other side. And we see them battling hordes of undead streaming out of the town crypts. And then as we see this just desperate scene filled with people that your that our characters love and care about, we suddenly see in the distance a large form, this just, just massive uh, like vehicle that is just coming towards them at great speed. Uh, it appears you see this large wagon hurtling down the main street of Whitport towards them, bowling through undead and coming to a sliding stop in front of the citizens of Whitport. And as the um, as the kind of undead have been like thrown aside for a second, we see this this wagon now standing between them and the the survivors of Whitport, we see a small portly halfling emerge from the wagon, surrounded by a group of young fighters. And we hear a booming voice come from them. Never fear, Baldor and his fearsome 14 are here. And we jump back now to the battle against- If I do an insight check on the vision, how old do these people look? We're not seeing it. I know, I know, I know. I'm just insight check on the as it Brian. What can I get an yep. insight check on how old these fighters look? Um, they look. Uh, I mean, they're not like super, super young. Uh, but they, uh, they, they seem like they're um of, of like a multitude of ages. Um, but they are. They all look, you know, over eighteen to over. Yeah, okay. over the age of consent. If you can yes. fight for our country, then you can fight for Sakal. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, I just don't want so... to like killing an orphanage by getting Baldor involved. <laughs> So we jump back now to the battle against Goldbreak, and we see the three of you standing in front of this monstrous crackling form of this dragon who still seems just in stunned surprise. And as you raise up to your full heights, what did three of you do? Cosmo is... uh... Cosmo immediately... For better or for worst, uh, is gonna give it away. He just, she says, "Well, you see, you thought you had the real heart of Ao, but you were wrong. We have the heart of Ao in us, and now you will die." Uh, Glenn, Glenn's getting up and he's uh, doing like the, the Bruce Lee hop. He's like ready to fight. He's kind of got like a 
evil sinister smile on his face and he no longer feels that uh, a disadvantage that they were before once Cosmo tells me he's gonna die uh, he's gonna look at Goldbreak and kind of smirk say Goldbreak I told you we're coming back for you your head's gonna be mounted above uh, Rangrim's fireplace and I look forward to opening bottles of beer with your eye sockets oh that's a good idea Glenn we'll put bottle openers in his eye holes there that's a that's a nice touch, and he's just gonna lean over his shoulder, but like, yeah, you're fucked. You see, Goldbreak, who takes just a, a heavy step forward. This this energy still crackling all around him. His like chunks of his flesh are just like levitating off of him with this red, blue, and green energy. And the, those orbs are still continuing to circle around his head, kind of just rotating. And um, you can see them like glowing with energy themselves. And they they look at you with just no fear, no emotion of any kind. Their eyes are still like just these molten pits of like multicolored energy. And they look at you and, sm- and snarl and say, Bow before my power, mortals. The end has come. That is going to bring us into initiative. Screen shatters, just final battle music commences. And um, that is going to bring us to the top of the order uh, where the red orb is going to go first. Um, the red orb is going to start glowing with that that just energy kind of pulsing around it. And it seems like it gets to a fever pitch and it is going to uh, release an attack. Uh, and it's going to be going after Cosmo. Uh, Cosmo, make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, yeah. Or, I'm sorry, a constitution saving throw. Even better. All right. That's our Connie boy. How does a 24 do you? Uh, that will not do it. Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh, so it's like that. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn jumps a little lower. He's, he's less skippy now. <laughs> um, I'm going to roll a couple a couple dice here, and uh, we'll see what happens. Um, Bobby, by the way, you can uh, zoom oh. in on that a bit. Oh, damn. So Jukor just gave Cosmo bless. We'll get that is Ooh. love right there. Uh, roll that extra Roll that extra uh, d4. Yeah, you right. might be close. I was going to say, yeah. Roll it. Unlike John's oh, I was tone, totally on that. okay. Uh, letting it go next time. Twenty-five. <laughs> if it meets, it beats. Let's yeah. go. Oh, let's go. Let's go, Sajukor. Twenty-five for that deck saving throw. Uh, so you are able to. Um, you're only going to take half the damage now because of this, but you see that red orb uh, pulse with that red light, and um, it it shoots just a red beam directly at you. Um, and I'm just gonna just roll a couple, couple dice real quick. Is this uh, a that spell is... or is this an is this a like? A... It is a spell. Okay. It is a spell. That's fine. Okay, uh, that's gonna be thirty damage. Thirty Shit. damage. Okay, and then um, I'll take that thirty damage, and then I'm gonna use one of my. Um, re- Yeah, it would be my reaction to uh, use the shield of Justicar to 
No, it'll probably I'm, save. I'm not a shield, I'm just a car! <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a pretty good one. That's a good one. <sighs> um, it has to make me a saving throw. Constitution saving throw. Okay. It can definitely do that. That is a natural 20. Oh, yeah, you win. Dang. <laughs> you win the game of D&D. <clears throat> Finally. I've been trying everybody. for 131 episodes. <laughs> That's fine. Nothing happens. <laughs> okay, great. Um, you see the red orb um, and the, the glowing around it, it seems to dim. Uh, it's still glowing, but it seems like whatever energy that it just expelled on you, um, it is needing to build that back up again. Um, and that's going to bring us to Cosmo. It is your turn. Great. Oh, yeah. Get him back. Um, Cosmo, I'm like still standing in front of... Uh, right up in the grill. <clears throat> standing right up in the grill and... You know, go break. I thought that um, after all this time that I would have more empathy and uh, hope that you would turn for the good. But I have nothing but vengeance for you. Uh, and as that happens, you're gonna see the back of Cosmo just illuminate with these bright lights as these massive wings grow from without from behind him and uh, Cosmo takes flight. Can fly, Let's motherfucker! Go. Amazing. And... Capstones. Uh, I now have... Uh, oh, and he must make a wisdom saving throw. Unless he's being we'll immune break. to being... Well, hold please. Unless they're immune is to it... being frightened. Uh, yes, they are immune to being frightened. The orbs and the orbs well? cannot be... Yeah, the orbs are orbs. They can't oh, be okay. frightened. <laughs> That's fair. Just checking. The orbs are orbs, and they're orbs, and they aren't, can't be Orby frightened. Orby orbs. Just like boba orbs. All right. Just orb things. Yeah, I've never... You know what? Try as I might. I've never scared a boba orb before. I, you can ponder an orb, but you can't scare an orb. Nope. Do you want to uh, do you want to go anywhere, Mister Flyboy? Um, straight I'll get at up to it, that stupid face. Straight at his face. Um, and we're going to use our bonus action to cast our vow of enmity, and we're going oh, to damn. attack. I love going it. In. Attacking is a good idea. I like that idea. Solid. Right. Here we go. Wait, I don't think you can attack. Why? Isn't Avenging Angle Angle oh. Avenging Angel your it's, action? Oh, it is an action. Got to pay to unlock those wings. Apparently, <laughs> Avenging Avenging Angle. Avenging uh, Angles. It's pretty. Those forty-five well, degrees, man. They'll do, fucking we, get you. For the we do it because we can. We do it for the RP, and we just use our it. action surge instead. <laughs> okay. Do you want to move? It is. You're flying. Okay, I love it. Go for it. Do I want to move my flying? Like I would just no no you're good you you already moved up into its face uh, yeah. but yeah so you're using your uh, your yeah you're using your uh, extra your extra action yes all right smite 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 well I got a crit first 
Um, that one's pretty good. If he says no, if he says no to this, it would be a 33 to hit. No, that hits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, God. He said no. You have to go find him. made me nervous for uh, a second. <laughs> All right. So the second one is a 28 to hit. Uh, yes, that also hits. Okay. Great. 16 plus 10, so 26 and 25, so 51. 51 damage. Uh, give me a little flavor on that. Um, yeah, so I think Cosmo, his, his wings grow. He pops up into the air with his shield and his uh, mace, and he just comes in straight, like straight full speed and just smacks him straight in the side of the face and then swings back and drags the sharp end uh, across the other side of his face. I love it. Um, uh, so I think when you do that, uh, Goldbreak is going to take a swipe at you. Um, and so he's going to take a, uh, a claw attack at you with his legendary, one of his legendary actions. Okay. That's going to hit you. I'm going to stop saying the, uh, I was listening when I was editing the last episode that there's no reason for me to tell you what the number is if I know for sure it hits you. So I'll just say it's going to hit. Um, and because uh, asking you a hundred times if like a 35 will hit you is just kind of, there's no reason. That's fair. Uh, that's going to be 25 damage uh, as this claw reaches up and uh, just like, you know, kind of blow for blow with you as you are attacking him. And I think as you, you just continue on as it's hitting you. Um, but I need you to make me a, uh, a strength saving throw. Oh yeah, we're really good at those too. Strong boy. You are still blessed, remember. Hashtag I blessed. I sure am. That is all of it. Oh my god. A 33. Yeah, you pass. Uh you are uh you are not restrained by this. Uh you are not grabbed by his claws. He tries to attack you. Um but that is going to bring us uh to uh that's gonna bring us to the blue orb, which is going to let's see who that's gonna target. That is gonna target Rangrim. Um and Rangram, again, that blue orb is going to take, uh, it seems to have some sort of just like, I don't know whether it remembers that, you know, your energies are the thing that created it or what, but this blue orb takes uh, takes a beat on you and uh, you see it building up that chromatic energy again um, and it is going to use its attack. And it shoots a beam of uh, the red, it, it's like a multicolored beam of light that it shoots out of it. And... <laughs> Let us see what happens. I need to make a dexterity saving throw. That's what I need from you. Let's go. Uh, you are within range now. So, I am? Y yep. Uh, I've got 30 feet on my aura now. Oh, that's amazing. So dex save? That would be a 21. Not enough. Uh, that is not going to be enough. But I will say Ooh. this. You're very... <laughs> You're very lucky, Rangrim, um, because uh, what this this damage is being, just because it's easier than mixing it all together, um, you're going to take half damage because this is fire damage. Um, or are you completely immune to that now? I am immune Straight to fire up. damage, sir. Yeah, Holy baby. Holy crap. You get blasted with this, what it, what it amounts to, <clears throat> 81 points of damage, and you nullify it completely as this beam of energy hits you. 
um, you just like, it just kind of washes past you. And it's almost like you are just like completely unaffected as this, this, this beam of energy just like blasts past you. And you're standing there kind of like, probably like reddish orange to the like, visually as you kind of like cool back down as your as your uh, your armor has been superheated but you have taken no damage from this attack as you uh, as you go <laughs> as you look back at this orb um that's incredible well well done there so uh that is going to bring us uh that so that blue orb you see the energy again it kind of dims and goes uh inert as it continues to circle around gold break and uh glenn it's your turn uh okay glenn is uh thoroughly inspired by seeing one flying dwarf and one impervious dwarf (laughs) and uh does what glenn does best and gets the fuck out of there he is going to cast uh he's gonna use his armor so for his bonus action he's gonna use uh missy step and missy step behind the big ugly motherfucker and he can go (laughs) over yeah by the orbs and so in front of uh gold break there's just like a plume of black feathers and then from seemingly nowhere to gold break he doesn't quite know where glenn is at this time glenn he's gonna hear glenn go uh if you enjoy using my people as puppets why don't you meet one of my old friends and i'm gonna cast summon shadow spawn and a like dark like almost like the ring, like a like a leaking portal appears right above Goldbreak's head, and crawling out of it is a, in theory, horrific, terrifying shadow spawn that looks a lot like someone we know named Adna. So Adna is going to join awesome. the fray. Hell yeah! So I I think that um I think that what um. Uh, so I love this. I love this visual. Um, and I think that as you summon this portal, um, I think that you are, you're, you're like calling on these energies that are like now incredible. Like you've had this, this, you know, these energies and they've been lent to you by, um, by Chandrell. And now that you have been like, they've just basically just been like elevated by your being imbued with, AO's divine power and like they basically unlocked like all of these previously unattainable abilities from uh your your you know kind of partnership with uh with Chandrell and I think that as you uh go to channel this uh this spell I think like Chandrell like appears next to you and I think that you're like her hand is like behind your hand and you guys are both kind of casting it together and she says um why don't we bring in an old friend to help us in this battle and I think that that's when you see uh, Adna walking out of this like this like dripping portal uh, directly above the um, above Goldbreak. Um, and I think Adna is in this like in this form where like she's she looks spectral as like the same way that um, uh, that Chandrell is. Like she looks almost in the same kind of way where she's like this translucent bluish. Um, so like semi semi opaque bluish material, and you can see that she is like, she's like you remember her being like she she is like sitting there like she looks just super badass like, 
there's no wind, but like her like robes are like whipping behind her. You can see her like long hair that's like kind of whipping behind her as well. And you see her wielding that like double bladed uh, katana that you, you know, that basically you saw her with when you guys fought your last battle. And uh, she looks at you and just gives you a wink. And uh, what do you, what do you have Adna do? So she takes the turn immediately following mine. So I'm, I'm, there's three different forms for the shadow spawn. Um, the form that seems most appropriate is Fury, um, because I imagine Adna, like Chandrell, like Glynn, is pissed at the way that Goldrake has decided to use the Zephyrian army. Mm-hmm. And so she is just going to like effectively drop on his shoulder right at the base of his neck and using... Again, the perk with the Fury, she's going to take two attacks. So she has multi-attack. Um, yeah. And has advantage on attack rolls against frightened creatures, which he cannot be frightened, so that's fine. But uh, does have multi-attack. I'm not even sure if any of these will hit. Um, but I will try. Let's go, uh, Adna. That's definitely not going to hit. Uh, 18 to hit. It's not going to hit. Then... Ooh, I was almost an at 20. Uh, 12 to hit. So neither hit. But the whole point of sending Adna in there was purely to add a body to distract our boy. So he now has this very angry uh, zombified version of Adna just wailing away at the side of his head. Yeah, and I think that Adna, as she lands on there, she's like, uh, she's, she's just kind of like hitting him and going like, you think you can control me? You think you can control me? And she's just like hitting him over and over again with this uh, with this double-bladed scimitar. Uh, and that was my bonus. Yep, yeah, that's my turn. I love it. Um, that is going to bring us to Goldbreak. And Goldbreak is uh, looking down at Cosmo there in front of him and this, uh, this Adna that is now attacking... Um, I think he's going to spend a, a tail attack on Adna. So let's roll that first. Probably going to hit. Pretty sure the plus is higher than Adna's AC. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is a 21 to hit. Uh, that definitely hits. Okay. These are low-level spells. I see. Uh, yes, a 20 damage. Uh, she's not down. But okay. She's hurt. Okay. He felt uh, it. So that that tail uh, that tail kind of like cracks uh, cracks through Adna, um, and you can see that this uh, this form of her like you see it kind of like get disrupted a little bit, um, as if it's like now kind of like crackling a little bit more than it was. Um, and uh, I think that the next attack is gonna it's gonna focus on yeah that one's gonna focus on Cosmo, and that second one will focus on Rangrim. Uh, so. It's going to do a, a bite attack on you, Cosmo. It's going to hit. Ooh. Um, that is uh, twenty piercing damage as it it crunches down on you with this uh, with this bite, um, and then it is going to come around with its claw and try to attack Rangrim. I don't think that's going to hit. That's a 22 to hit Rangrim. That would miss. Uh, so this claw attack, I think you, uh, I think it just bounces off your shields as you, uh, as you're hit 
uh, with its like big heavy claw and like, you know, you're fine. You're, you're sitting there like still like kind of uh, superheated. And um, even though you're cooling at this point, probably slightly smoking, um, but you are, uh, you are no worse for wear. Um, but you see, uh, you see Goldbreak just looking down at the, at the three of you and it's like, your, your resistance is futile. You will all die. You must die. And it will uh, just basically continue uh, to try to attack you. Um, but that is the end of its actual turn. So it is going to bring us uh, to Rangrim. Uh, I think Rangrim's standing there after just deflecting that, glancing that blow off of his shield from Goldbreak and realizing he like winced a little bit when that you know laser beam of fire hit him, but like realizing it did nothing. He's just like shitty and grin ear to ear. He's like, oh, all right. All right. Yeah, I, I think you should realize now that I mean, you killed us once, and we're here, so I think you uh, jolly well fucked, my friend. And I'm going to uh, move forward towards him just a touch, as I'm in the back of the fray, probably closer to where Cosmo is, right up in his grill. And oldie but a goodie, I am going, Rangrim is going to smash his shield against his hammer a couple times, and I'm going to cast... Spirit Guardians at 8th level. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh my god! So the mosh pit begins. And I think now they're more... It's more of Rangrim's, like, ancient relatives. Like, the at higher level, I feel like the lineage goes back further. So there's more Duragar and probably more badassery-looking armor with proper weaponry and all that good jazz. I love it. Still the one that does the most damage to the grandma with the spoon. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. That, is, that is most certain. And that is a uh, 15 feet around me. Um, okay, so what happens? Uh, what, do I need to make a save when that happens? Um, so, if, so when I cast it, and then if he starts his turn in the area, so first his speed is halved if he's in the area of my spell. Okay. And uh, when I cast it, and if he starts his turn there or moves there, he is going to take, and let me double check this, um, so much just damage. a measly 8d8. Oof. Not a boy. <laughs> Let's uh, sorry, so what, what save do I need to do? Yeah, I don't think uh, There is no save. Oh, all right. Let me double check that just to be certain. It's a Jukor. No, there is a save. Sorry, wisdom save. On a failed save, they take half. Okay. On a succeeded save. Oh, never mind. Yeah. The edit, the, that's a that's a twenty-seven. That would save. For now, uh, it would have been forty-six damage, so halved. Okay, forty-six damage. It's still nothing to sneeze at. And I'm sorry. That's it was be forty-six total, every so halved would be twenty-three. Okay. That's a little bit to sneeze at. Small, a small <laughs> sneeze comes out of uh, Goldbrick. Zoom tight. There we go. That's a little bit more. And you can see the, the edges of it. Anyway. Um, okay. So uh, you do, uh, you, you cast your, uh, your, your, spirit. is it Spirit Guardians? Is that what it is? Spirit Guardians. Yep. 
spirit guardians and your um and your 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 mosh pit of family members appears around you and starts just beating down on Goldbreak with their spoons and uh, assorted accoutrement. And um, yeah, uh, I think Goldbreak is is not enjoying that. He ha also has an Adna on his shoulder. Um, is that is there anything else you would like to do? That will be my full turn, sir. Okay. Um, that is going to bring us to the green orb. Who the green orb is going to? Uh, you see it glow with its green energy, and it cast a spell towards uh, you, Cosmo, and Rangrim. Um, and you, I need you to make me wisdom saving throws. Dang. Sorry, my audio cut out. Was that everybody make wisdom saving throws? Uh, no, that is just Cosmo and Rangrim. And I still get the bonus. Uh, four from you, yeah. right, Cosmo? Mm -hmm. All right, let's fucking go. It's really weird that that doesn't scale. Do to save. Plus four is pretty strong. Yeah, I guess that's well, true. Well, actually, I think it's plus five. Um, I will remind you guys: all of you guys have less, or not, or uh, not all of you guys have less. All of you guys have uh, inspiration as well. So I, if you, yeah, you, you use that, use it. Oh, it is plus five now, Cosmo. Yeah, it is. So it's plus five. Okay. Nice. So. Yeah. What's that? What's that? Wisdom saving throw. Me? Uh, both 30, of you. 32. <laughs> that 35. saves. 35. That both <laughs> save. Um, you can tell that uh, some sort of time-based spell was cast around you, uh, and uh, but you are unaffected by it. Let's go. And uh, that orb light dims in it, uh, as well as the others, but you can see that the red one is uh, ch basically charged back up to almost full. Uh, and the blue one is like halfway back to its like fully illuminated uh, state, but we um, that brings us to the uh, to the top of the round again, and we are going to take a uh, we are going to take a trip to one of the other battles that is going on in Sakal, and we see Southbridge and the force of the Ebon Liberation Front take shelter against the never-ending onslaught of undead creatures that are piled around and on top of the tree root cage that has been constructed for them by Floating Leaf. And we see Floating Leaf above, levitating up like on top of this structure and looking just so worn down. This, this air genasi that like seemed like so just like, like a god when you all first encountered her. Like she is, she's looking just so incredibly tired at this point. Um, as she attempts to defend them, not only from the undead, but from the continued barrages of the archers on the other side of the river. We we see this scene and, and this kind of like, feel, this, feel, we, this feeling of hopelessness washes over it. And then suddenly we see a small form appearing from the tree line on the other side of the river, moving fast towards the archers. And as it reaches them, we immediately start to hear cries of pain emanating from the archer's line as this small form moves through their ranks and they begin to drop to the ground. And the sounds of the word Stab, 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 echo across the water. Let's go. And we now resume our, our battle against Goldbreak. Um, and Goldbreak looking at you. You rodents, you insects, I will crush you all. And that brings us to the top of the order. 
with the red orb going. Um, the red orb is going to take, uh, it's going to target Glenn, and um, it is going to uh, do some ouchies. Uh, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Happily. Oh, shit. Happily. Happily. Oh, fuck. Oh, dang. Uh, this is oh, targeting, biscuits. this spell is targeting me? Yes. Yeah, it's building up that red energy again, and it's going to shoot that red beam at you. Uh, constitution saving throw is a 21. Uh, that is not high enough to save. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lane, you're going to, you're going to scoop up a, uh, a healthy 38 damage as this red beam hits you, uh, and kind of like you feel this necrotic energy just kind of wash over you as if it's trying to suck out your life force. But you feel like the, the power of like AO is like slightly defending you. Is like if it's not like allowing it to do as much damage as it normally would. Uh, how much damage was that? Thirty-eight damage. Oof. Ouchies. 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 Okay. And um, as that orb dims again, uh, that's going to bring us to Cosmo's turn. Perfect. All right. Perfect. 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 I feel like in the ultimate battle with the ultimate dragon, the only choice is to smash. And a boy. Gotta smash that dragon. That's smash. my cozy boy. Making, making dad proud. Not you, though. So you're <laughs> saying that you smash for your dad? Stop. <laughs> I agree. I second that motion. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Cosmo is going to match like that, Dad. <laughs> it's for you, Pops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like I look at my spell list and I'm like, I'd rather just Divine Smite. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I live in that same world, but it's like, oh, spells sound fun. But it's like, oh, I can just cut their head just, off. I can just <laughs> sneak tag. Instead, yeah. you're already you're already flying. You might as well just like fly up there and, and smash. That's where I'm at. All right. All right. Okay. So we've got a. So I have advantage on all my attacks. So I have a thirty and a thirty-four to hit. Well, that's without okay. bless. Does bless work for attacks? I think I'm fine. <laughs> um, we're good. We're good with those. Oh. Uh, yeah, both those hit. Okay. Let's roll some damage. You know what? Let's do some smites. Because we can. All right. So I think Cosmo is just like, we're gonna end this. And uh, you see his mace uh, light up with that lightning strike as he, uh, I think he like, he kind of comes in underneath and he like uppercuts him with the sharp edge of his uh, pick and then just like slams it down on the top of his head. You hear the crackle of dice. (laughs) And the crackle of... 
of the uh, of Goldbrig's bones. It's just some foley work, is what that is. Good rolls. So, uh, we got 21, 32, 42. Oh, but three twos and a one. Um, so that's. 4, 6, 12, 13, 23. Um, so damage. 23 and 42. Scoop up 65 points of damage. All right. As uh, Cosmo is... And uh, you use the electric smites, right? So you can uh, you can roll damage extra d6s for the um, oh, okay. the orbs as well. So you would you hit twice with those, okay. right? So you can roll basically two d6s and then, and then we'll spread those out through the orbs. Okay. Uh, so the nine points of damage. Okay, I'll spread that out. I forgot that it bounces inherently because I'm so used to just fighting like one or two things at a time yeah it's it's very very uncommon that we uh we battle multiple enemies just because usually they're kind of a pain in the butt to uh to handle from a, from a dm from a standpoint DM, yeah from a dm role like i bet group group battles are, are generally a pain in the butt um uh, but either way uh we're we have the yeah. orbs gotta gotta mine those orbs so um cosmo uh is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn um I don't think I have anything fun that I want to do with a bonus action. You never got to get your Vow of Enmity off from the last turn because you used it for action surge. Vow of Enmity is a bonus action or whatever. Yeah, didn't you want to do that last turn, but then you used action surge instead? I don't know if you still want to use that. You still have a bonus action, I believe. I don't think you've used right. anything. No, because action surge is not, it just is. It's a weapon ability. Yeah. Oh, right, because it's from the sword. So, right, 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 action, right, 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 right. So, action surge went off and bow of enmity and my. I see. Forgot to catch him. Shit. So, this gotcha. turn is just my attack action. I don't have anything that I want to use with my bonus action, and I'll just hold my reaction. So, let's see. Okay. Um, as you hit, uh, as you do these just massive attacks and this lightning rockets through Goldbreak and connects with these orbs, uh, you see them just like roar down at you and you see their wings go wide and they flap upwards and he's going to be using his legendary action um, to lift into the air. I need Cosmo uh, and Rangrim to make me dexterity saving throw. Actually, uh, yes, everyone is within 30 feet. Uh, you all need to make me dexterity saving I would like to note that his movement speed is halved right now. It is halved, absolutely. So he can only he can only move half his speed. Wait, is Cosmo effective? He's flying. Isn't he above yes. the wings? Okay. He's still he's still in th within like, thirty feet. I feel like dragon wings are still going to catch me. That's yeah, fair. he's he he big. He big. He's a big boy. Uh, Dex. I don't know why I grabbed two dice. I do not have advantage. Oh wait, I get less. Saving my banking. There's no way. Banking. I don't even think this will save with a plus four. 
<laughs> I got a plus three. So that'll be 21. Uh, I got a that 23. Is 26. That is not, uh, 26 will do it. Um, the, 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 uh, the, so <clears throat> Glenn, you take no damage, um, and you are not affected. Um, Cosmo and Rangrim, uh, you take 17 bludgeoning damage and you are not prone. Do I get any bonus um, for being in the air flying? I think he knocks you down to the ground basically with the with the prone like, like he, the, the wings flap downwards and that air just air current just like slams you against the ground cosmo and it was uh, i am resistant to bludgeoning damage so you take half guys your character is just an absolute fucking unit at this point <laughs> it's insane. yeah um well done i uh, love that so, Cosmo, you're going to scoop up the full thing and be prone. Uh, Rangram, you're just going to be prone and take half. Um, and Goldbreak is going to uh, lift into the... Actually, um, I think you need to roll for Adna as well. I was going to ask that, yeah. Uh, dirty 20, so doesn't save. Uh, okay, yeah, she does not save. Uh, that's going to be... She'll also take 17 damage. Um oh, and uh, and she is also not prone, unless she's immune to anything or resistant. Uh, I don't think so. I think she's just uh, living her best undead life. Okay. Again. Um, again. Uh, so Goldbreak is going to move this way. I'm going to do a little. Um, he has a flying speed of sixty, so he's going to move uh, thirty feet this way. And uh, uh, and I am of... sorry because he started his turn there. He does also take the effects. From so it is not technically his turn yet. Oh, it's, it's not a his turn. Legendary. It's a legendary, legendary action. action. He's gonna move just outside of your nasty zone, um, so that when he starts his turn, he will not take that damage. Is what he's doing with his movement. Because <laughs> I, I am good at this game, and I will not let him start his turn in the nasty zone if I don't have to. The orbs mm. are attached to him. Uh, they're floating around him. Yes. They are, okay. They're rotating around his head. So they're not behind him. You can imagine that they're actually rotating around his head. Um, so they would be coming okay. in front of him during certain times. Well, he, that doesn't really work for reactions that require you to be within a certain amount of feet. So I'm just going to say they're behind him. There's no way for me to tell where they are at any oh, given moment. And, um, <laughs> like, you, I can just question. say that they'll always be what? around like around him. You can just count them in the same circle as his, his nasty crackle zone. Um, does that provoke an attack of opportunity as I was right in his face and he did move outside? You're prone, so it, I don't think it would. Mm, well. Yes. Shoot a gun from the ground? Actually, I have immunity to being prone. <laughs> Why? That's just dwarven. <laughs> he, he's just so short that like it's also just like standing and laying down are the same thing. Um, I, yeah, so I, I think because I, unless I'm wrong, I think if you're prone, I don't believe you would get attack of opportunity because you're not engaged in combat with him technically, but, or I mean, I guess you are, but. I you just have a you have disadvantage on attack rolls if you're prone. Okay, so yeah, uh, if you want to, if you want to do attack of opportunity uh, with disadvantage, go for it. I think that's totally fair. Okay. Okay. So. I don't know if you have disadvantage with spells. That's kind of weird. 
guess that's what you're gonna do, right? It's a spell or, attack. It would be the same kind of thing. That depends if the spell has an attack roll, right? Sure. I don't know. Is an attack roll the same as casting a spell? And can you cast a spell with a react with an attack of opportunity? Um, I can because I oh, have okay. the war caster feet. Well, then do you, boo? <laughs> you do you, boo. Pew pew. As much as I want to burn a ninth level spell as an attack of opportunity because it's that so awesome, <laughs> I'm actually just gonna we'll forego that because I am prone. That, that that is fair. So we'll just we'll uh, keep things moving along here. Okay, I I appreciate that. Um, that is going to bring us uh, <laughs> to uh, the blue orb, uh, who is going to take a bead on Glenn. Um, this time the blue orb is going to, uh, you see it this time. It's not, it doesn't seem like it's fully charged. It seems like it's shooting almost at like half power. Um, but it is going to, uh, shoot off a, uh, attack towards you, Glenn. Um, and I need for you to make me a kind of saving throw, a dexterity saving throw. You're good at those. I've done those before. I've done that. Um, Tight, 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 tight. Let me use just a little stroke of look. Tight. Uh, that is a... That's not that high. Uh, 18. Ooh, no, that is not going to do it. Um, so I'm going to... You, you, you see this beam that's charging up, um, and this time it's just blue energy that's that's firing at you. Um, but it's... And like I said, it seems like it's it's a lot weaker than the one that, was, that fired at Rangrim. Uh, that is going to be 41 damage, Glenn, as this beam, uh, as this beam hits you, um, and you, you get, like, this, this, like, energy, like, you feel like it is just, like, multiple different kinds of energy that are just, like, blasting, uh, blasting past you, uh, but, yeah, you scoop up, uh, a young, uh, 41 damage as this thing, uh, as this orb hits you. Ouch. See, uh, but that's, the orb now is, uh, completely drained. Uh, and it is back to your turn, Glenn. Um, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Coolio. Um, it's very hard to tell what's behind him. So this seems just a little more fun. I'm going to... Uh, Glenn's going to take a, a step forward and then again cast Misty Step with his bonus okay. action. There is something, there is a platform back there that he's kind of sitting on. So you can be also, you can share his platform. I'm going straight to this little rock behind, right next to the I green orb. Um, I think as you land on it, it kind of like drops down a little bit yeah. in like a buoy. And then it kind of like you land on it and you're it, like, but it's still kind of staying afloat. So that was his bonus action. And then Glenn is going to uh, draw Chandrel and just try to cleave this green orb in half. Oh, I love it. Let's do it. Uh, he can. Uh, I do not have advantage on this, so no sneak attack. That is two. Wow, nat 20 on a non-sneak attack. That's Ooh. upsetting, but that's also okay. It's um, okay. Tech technically, I don't think this thing can sense you, so it would technically always be sneak attack. Ooh. Let's, let's go. Like, oh. I don't think this thing doesn't have eyes. It can't sense that you're there, so you're getting your full damage. I like that. I like these words. These are good words. Okay. 
Uh, super tight. Um, so Glyn, like, plume of black feathers just appears in front of this thing and just as quickly as like the buoy goes down and starts to rise back up, Glenn is just like cleaving, trying to cleave this thing in half upwards. Um, Cleft it in twain. Even the, even the digital dice got cocked. That's wild. Uh, I've seen that happen before. It's pretty, I I mean, good for their system. Their physics engines on point. Yeah. Yeah. And then a sneak attack on that, which is now 10 D six. Yo, which is beefy boys. Yeah. Full of beef. Okay, so 33 doubled, 66 damage, and then... Why will you not show me... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Because it's the dice that are doubled. So 66 damage plus 14 damage, 70 plus 8. So 78 damage to the green orb. Um, okay. You guys are not necessarily within five feet, so he would not have gone Booming Blade. Uh, oh, no, yeah, he would, because they are constantly moving. Oh, I was uh, going to say, are you going to use Green Fire? Because you would be able to hit multiple. Um, He's just trying to get rid of one of the orbs. So I'm going to go okay. Booming Blade, because it would force... If they're forced to move, they would immediately be taking that Booming Blade damage. Okay. So what did I just say? It was 70 plus another 3d8. That's roll damage. So 70 plus 22, 92 damage yeah. to the green orb. Wow. And just do the booming blade damage too because it's constantly in It's going to move again. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it's only 2d8 on... Oh, no. Level 20. I was going to say, uh, we're level 20. Now. Uh, yeah, that's sick. So 92 damage plus... Oh, that rolled really well. Another 20 damage. So 102 damage to this guy, this orb. And then because of Glenn's closer cl- connection with Chandrell and both experiencing the afterlife, uh, one of the weapon's effects come into play, which is the vampiric touch of Chandrell. So off the first attack, not the subsequent 22, but off the 92, Glenn gains 92 temporary hit points as, <laughs> as this Holy thing. Holy crap. I don't know if it dies, but whatever energy keeps this thing alive uh, is just being immediately sucked into Glenn and drawn into the sword and therefore into Glenn. That's amazing. Glenn, you you take your like, I think I think that everything you're doing right now, you're doing with the assistance of Chandrell. She's almost like an after image with you. Like she's right there with you, helping you and with every attack. And I think as you go and you drive your double bladed scimitar upwards, this thing that is like a just like a, an heirloom, this like important relic for this, not only the Zephyrians, but like the champions of Zephyr. You drive this thing upwards and it's like, you feel resistance at first, but then you feel the after image of Chandrell kind of like put her power behind you. And you drive this thing up and you just cleave directly through the center of this orb. And you see it just like kind of fall apart, almost like a moon that is like separated in half. And then you see it just start to dissolve and the energies. Um, from like one half of it get like pulled into your into your blade into Chandrell and you see like this her illumination just like doubles in illumination as this these temporary hit points flow into you Um, and you see this thing just kind of like dissolve and fall apart and some of those energies are now 
um, you know, kind of within you, uh, lending you uh, those temporary uh, temporary hit points. But the green orb has been destroyed. Hell yeah. Now, I was wrong. It's not 92 temporary hit points. It's 84, for what it's worth. Oh, oh dang. Only 84. <laughs> um, well, either way, that is going to bring us to uh, Adna. Goal break. Sorry. Oh, Adna, Adna actually. She goes yep. first. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Go uh, for it. We, we share a turn. So um, I think Adna recognizing that her time for this world is not long, and uh, Glenn might have brought her right into sheer unadulterated chaos she's going to um i can't move her but if you can move her right in front of gold break mm -hmm. she is just with that same fury she's going to take her uh double bladed scimitar and she's going to slash at his foot and then try to impale it into the ground to like oh, bound gold break to the ground uh, uh i don't yeah. know what's either of these are going to hit but just to stress him out a little bit. Wow, she got a nat 20 on one of her hits. Yo. That's tight. I need to figure out how to Very. roll damage for her. <laughs> uh, one sec. <laughs> Please hold. I didn't think any of these were going to hit. Uh, da, 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 da. Boy, did they. Boy, did they. Oh, I need to picture that other name. So the, the second hit was like six to hit. So I'm going to go ahead and say that's, that's probably <laughs> I don't not going to so. hit. No, unfortunately not. Not even the toenail. Um... I am wishing I had uh, made the orbs their own separate entities, not part of the bigger piece, because I cannot get rid of the green orb, but we're just going to have to use our imagination. That's what the Indies for. That's right. Imagination. Um, why is this not telling me what it hits with? Sorry. Oh, got it. Um, the attack is Chilling Rend. You're... It's chills hell. Uh, 1d12 plus 3 plus the level spells been cast at. The level you casted the spell at. Yeah, the spells level cold damage. What a weird way to say that. It is very uh, strange. Doesn't make any sense. I don't even think those words actually add up to what D&D thinks it does. Oh, she rolled a 1 on the 12. Uh, so that's Nine damage to his foot. <laughs> nine foot damage, um, but I—I I mean, it—it it it binds him to the ground, right? Like she sticks this this. That's the attempt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like the if if the one that hits is absolutely the one that impaled his foot, then if he's if he's gonna move, he at least has to pull his foot out of a sword. Absolutely, I think that what she does, I think this is what you see. I think that you see Adna, who, like you said, she realizes that her time here is not like she she doesn't have the strength like to. So basically, you got you far surpassed her. Adna has been gone for a, quite a while, and when like she died, like she was not as anywhere near as strong as like you know you are now. And so I think that realizing just how much she has been surpassed, I think that she takes this attack and just like puts everything into this this attack to stick that that double bladed scimitar into the ground. And you see her just channeling like what remaining life energy she has in this plane into that into that scimitar doing everything she can to keep that that foot from moving and keeping that dragon from moving again and keeping it just stuck to this platform. And that is what Adna is doing with the last of her remaining strength. I think when she does that too, she's going to kind of look over her shoulder to two of the dwarves that basically helped kill her. And uh, there's probably like a reprieve, like there's a smile of like recognition that she may have been on a, 
not necessarily the right side of this decision <laughs> that she had made to come after Glynn. Um, kind of goading the uh, dwarves to just lay waste to Goldbreak. Take him to Dunktown. I love it. I love that. Um, yeah, I love that sentiment. Um, awesome. Well, that is going to bring us to Goldbreak's turn, who is mad. Very, very, very mad. Um, and I think that the, the first thing that he's going to do is um, just look down and just release this roar of fury that is going to just like radiate in uh, in a hundred it's gonna radiate in a 120 foot radius um, and oh, uh, I need everyone to do a constitution saving throw for me 120 foot radius Jesus sheesh a constitution saving throw yes alright we're good at these Lynn failed. Terrific. Okay. You're also not within 30 feet of me, so I can't help you there. Definitely not. Didn't really expect a lot of 120-foot radius attacks. <laughs> those, those are the ones you can't count for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't account for those, right? All right. D4. Help me out, baby. Baby. All right. 25. I'm blessed. Oh shit! I'm blessed. Oh yes, you are. That's right. I didn't even know that. When did that I happen? forgot to remind you that report? he did it after something. Uh, uh, so Cosmos twenty five. Yes. Still, still not going to save. Sorry, Sag. I uh, that's an eighteen. So I'm guessing the magical world of gold break. That's not going to work. What'd you get, Rangram? You're muted. Oh, can't hear you. I also got an 18. Okay. Uh, none of those are going to save. That's fine. Oh, okay. Don't feel bad. 25 doesn't save. You weren't meant to. <laughs> I mean, there is a like save, that. but it's just not, it's it's not just really fucking high. <laughs> it's adding up. It literally takes a... <laughs> um, that is going to be uh, 64 damage as... This shattering roar just echoes out from from Goldbreak, and this just like you right. feel like just this force. It is almost like his pure fury is being like just emanated out towards into all of you. Um, and I, you take this this sixty four damage, um, and you feel yourself uh, push back. Uh, Glenn, I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw to not fall off your little rock. My little rock. Uh, sorry, how much damage was that? Sixty four. 64 damage, uh, and everyone is pushed back uh, 10 feet. Yeah, I, I use evasion. Sorry, that was... Oh, no, that was a constitution saving throw, not a dex saving throw. Never mind. Yeah, uh, yeah constitution for the original one. Uh, it'll be dex to not fall off your rock. Right, right, right. I have any weird-ass level 20 shit that's like, you just don't fall ever. You just, you just say I don't want to. You're just dope as fuck. Nope. Uh... 64 damage. I'm going to take that first just so I can keep my numbers. And then, uh, yeah, seriously, good thing I got those hit points. Um, just need to stay on the rock. Deck saving throw. I'm, I'm just going to put this out here. The lowest I can get to 21, and I got a 30. Uh, <laughs> You're fine. Okay. Uh, 
you you so you feel yourself like this this wave pushing you backwards but you are able to like you just grab onto the rock and i think it just spins around three <laughs> times and then it comes back around and you're just kind of you're a little bit seasick but Hold you on. are still on it oh yeah uh glenn throws up i rolled yeah. a con constitution saving throw and i failed so glenn, <laughs> glenn just probably pukes like off like this like astral yep. like space. it just falls it just falls to sakal far below you uh the, the von her's lock that's like you're it's far below you right now it lands um, on the what's his face Yuri. yeah that absolutely just uh baldor it hits baldor uh, in, the, in the head it always hits baldor um okay so uh that it this the fury uh rips out from gold break um and that is going to bring us to rangrim Ooh, rangrim huh that guy that guy rangrim good guy sorry, rangrim sorry ranny graham yep um okay rangrim is going to do some stuff um Nick. Gonna do some stuff, and those things are. He's gonna do coming. some stuff. Oh uh, well, so half my movement speed to stand from being prone, correct? Yes, sir. And you boys got a big old walking speed of, I believe, thirty. Wahoo! So <laughs> we're gonna get right up over here. Just get uh, in his face. Just he's back in the zone of nastiness, so. Um, I I think I need to roll for it again. Um, it's at the start of his turn, so it's when I cast it, and at the start of his turn, he has to. Well, technically, isn't when he enters it as well, or for the first time? He's not for the he's first time when he enters I it. See. So it's all okay. On, so it'll be it's all on the beginning turn. Of his turn. Perfect. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad I got out of the nasty zone because that thing is terrible. And then we're gonna. Eesh, sorry, my spell list is. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, stre it's it's stressful. It's just Google. <laughs> yeah, I might. It's it's very close to just being Google. So uh, we are just gonna actually, as I walked by, I'm gonna tap Cosmo on the shoulder as I'm moving forward to cast Cure Wounds at seventh level. So he's going to regain Whoa. plus five Incredible. hit points. Incredible. Woof. Let's roll these up. Which is fine. Being ooh, as ooh, it that's is. that's all good. Oh, these are good rolls. Being as I've taken 160 points of damage already. Oof. You can take I back would, 46 of that. I would gladly scoop up a few, a few heals. 46, you said? Mm. All right. 46. That's love right there, man. Uh, but that will be... I don't have any bonus actions. So that'll be okay. my turn, sir. Okay. Um, Goldbreak is going to do a quick uh, a quick hit. Um, and he, I think he's just going to use his tail attack to try to attack Glenn. Um, rude. Yeah, I know. Tube's rude. I... To be fair, I am rolling these things randomly. I have a, I have my dice that I, that helps Your me randomizer. figure randomizer. Yeah, exactly. So That's I'm fair. not being, I'm not picking on randomly. you necessarily. <laughs> randomly. It's just every side says Glenn. <laughs> at least Still two of dice, them. Just at least two of, of them, them probably. <laughs> um, yes, that's going to hit you, Glenn. I can see your AC right here. Uh, Shield. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, 20. Yeah, so it's <laughs> 26. So you throw a shield up and this, uh, 
the tail just like comes down and just like smashes against the shield and uh does not uh it does not hit you it's like right as glenn's like centering himself after throwing up and he like looks up and just sees his tail comes like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) i love the idea that like shield is just like oh shit like it's like it's just it's a react absolute reaction in that way which is amazing um well as as this uh as the shield uh shield spell goes up and defends you against that attack um we are going to uh again pan away to another one of the battles that are going on and we see amber falls and we see the forces of this sleepy resort town that have formed on the edge, like the water's front, um, as the skeleton of this long dead Tarrasque raises its full 70 feet height and screams a hollow bony scream. And you you can just hear like, as this is happening, like you can hear just dentists, like all these just people that have gone to like vacation and like just, just these people, just people that are there are just, they start screaming and running away as um, you see these like this this small group of you know there isn't a like a real army in Amber Falls. It's like a smaller like it's a it's a smaller kind of like militia style defense force that's here um, just to keep peace in this resort town. Um, but you see them all like kind of standing this, this like last bastion against this like massively overwhelming foe. And as all these other uh, you know kind of uh, just resort goers are running away and along with those resort goers you see the commanding officer at the front of this uh this group of of militia turn and run and you see the soldiers next to them just looking super just like so scared and terrified and like they look like they're about ready to bolt too and then you see a form walk into their midst and you see former constable hunter step into their ranks and say, stand strong. As long as we stand together, we will not fail. And you see them bolstered in their uh, in their regard, and they don't look like they're ready to bolt anymore. And we move north again to Winterhaven. And we see Zoran and Bakarin still fighting side by side. Uh, both the Imperial and Zephyrian armies are pressing in against them. And suddenly we see one of the Sephirian elders get the best of Bakarin. And a slash, they slash a red line across his chest and he falls to the ground, uh, clutching his chest. And when this happens, we see Lady Zoran scream. And as she does, this chromatic energy bursts from her, knocking back the enemy forces. And Zoran raises up to her full six foot height and turns to face the Sephirian elder. And when she does, you can see that on her shoulders stand four spectral dragon heads, two on each shoulder. And the elder stumbles back in fear seeing this. And But even as they do, Lady Zoran and her spectral dragon heads all take in a deep breath and exhale their elemental breath weapons of ice, fire, poison, acid, and lightning at the elder and the soldiers around them, turning them into ash in an instant. And... As we as we see this scene of these like officers and this this elder and all these these soldiers around just kind of like turning into just ash and blowing away and all the other soldiers around them looking on in fear, uh, we return to the battle against Coldbreak, and we are at the top of the order with the red orb, um, and the red orb is gonna it's it's back to its full charge um, and it's gonna take a bead on Rangram. Rangram, make me a Constitution saving throw. Yes, sir. 
That's probably bad. That's probably bad. So that's a oh, plus five from Kazi Boy. That's a 21. All right. Um, that's not going to do Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to count those dice out loud. You don't shouldn't know how many dice I'm rolling. <laughs> 10,000. That is going to be just a... Uh, just a... Uh, 49 damage, Rangrim. Barf. <laughs> As this red beam blasts out towards you, um, hitting you in the chest. And again, you feel that like energy as if like it's trying to suck away your life force. Um, but that protection from AO seems to be lessening that effect. Um, question. That doesn't happen to be necrotic damage, does it? It does happen to be necrotic damage. Cool. I'm resistant to that, too. Okay. So you take... Uh, you t so, yeah, you take half that, so um, you'll take... Go 25, 20. I'll round it up. Yeah, there you go, 25 damage. To be fair, I've been resistant to, like, most of the stuff you've thrown at me, so what's that <laughs> one point of damage? Hey, you know what? That's... If, 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 when, why not now? Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so the red orb, uh, its energy is again drained, and that's going to bring us to Cosmo. Great. So I suppose... Cosmo would uh, use half of his movement speed to stand back up. And um, <clears throat> I think he's just going to, he's, you know, with his newfound wings and he's going to stand up. And I think he just kind of maybe uh, kind of tip dips down a little bit and then launches uh, straight back in uh to the battle to hit gold break in the dome i think as you do smite, that there's smite, like a smite. there's like a, a a crater that is made in this uh, in this platform as you just like shoot upwards um and like blast outwards this energy from you i'm pretty sure i'm within 30 feet yeah we're chilling all right i didn't do the math i think my flat yeah my it the flying doubles my movement speed or it gives me sixty feet, I think. Yeah, you're you're fine. You can okay. fly wherever you want right. to. All right. Yeah, flying speed of sixty feet. Perfect. Let's do some attack rolls. Not twenty. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Lego. Lego. You're dead. You die. Oh, that's an eight. <laughs> uh, you're trash, dude. Uh, that one's cocked. Ooh, that one's a 19. One more, one more. Come on. Nope, a six. Uh, so a nat 20 and a, a lot. So. You have inspiration. Mm. And you have your lucky amulet. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. We'll run, we'll roll one. <laughs> I feel like four is plenty. But I'll roll, I'll uh -uh. use my inspiration and roll one more. This is gonna be the one. It, it better be. It probably won't be. <laughs> Not with that attitude. Well, it's, oh. it's a 15. Um, <clears throat> okay, so it would be like a 35 to hit and then the nat 20. So we're gonna do some Smoten damage here. 
Get smoked. What is the maximum amount of d8s I can roll? <laughs> uh, Whatever your spells are, right? No, your spells? so the it so it maxes it maxes out at five. So, because divine smite, no matter how high, because it's one per extra spell slot, up to five, which I think is kind of whack, but whatever. That's the only thing that slightly balances a paladin. I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Oh, here's all my DVDs. I was like, where did they all go? Sorry. One. Just picturing Cosmo doing this in character, like, oh, fuck, there's my shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's my hammer I'm going <laughs> to smash his head open with. All right. Some ASMR dice rolls. That's not too bad. So we've got, let's see. Ah. So 20. Twenty-five, so 50, 60 damage on the first one. And then on the second one, not too much. We do 23, so 93 damage, right? Because I said 60. 83. 80, oh, yeah, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, um, was that a smite? Both of the, uh, yes. Yeah, the okay. first one was a smite. Perfect. Uh, roll the, uh, roll the extra d6 oh. for the, uh, the lightning. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Forgot about those. Uh, four damage okay. on the other two orbs. It's nothing to sneeze at, though... Nope. Though one of them doesn't have a fun uh, sex number for their HP anymore, which is unfortunate. Nice. Oh, the other one does now. Never mind. Not nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. I mean, um, although in the this universe, sixty-nine maybe... is all about reciprocation. Yeah, actually, we don't have sixty-nines in this universe. Uh, they're all we, but we do have sixty-fives. So, actually, no. You know what? <laughs> we have a sixty-eight, which is uh, that uh, you go down on them, and then they owe you one. Ah, nice. <laughs> Depends how you do it. I just do an 11. No one moves. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, <laughs> um, wow. Good stuff. Yeah. We really got, we're earning That's, that man. explicit tag today. You guys are... You guys are <laughs> man. Uh, that will do it. Okay. That is going to bring us to the blue orb... Um, the blue orb is going to uh, take a bead on Rangrim, and uh, seeing you can see this time that uh, Rangrim, it seems like it's changed its tactic. It's not doing that multicolored beam; it's doing that blue beam again, um, and it's going to be, which is like the half charge beam, where it doesn't it doesn't need to fully charge up. It's a little um, limp beam. Wow! Well, I, I need you to make me a uh, a dexterity saving throw. I'm using my inspiration. Plus five. Uh, yes, great. you've earned it. That's so much better. Um, that is so deck save. Deck save, right? So that is yes, deck save. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. That definitely saves, which means that you'll be taking uh, half 
as this uh, as this chromatic beam hits you, um, it's going to be force damage, and it's so uh, it was seventy five. Uh, so you'll take half that. Um, two seconds. I have one thing to retcon that I have been doing wrong the majority of this campaign. <clears throat> um, let me just double check that here. Yes. Um, um, and if an effect allows half damage on a success, I can might use my reaction to take no damage from Shield Master. Oh, nice. I've had that since so, like, level like, eight, and I have like never done it. Is so this orb. Is 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 orb has no feelings, but you have managed to hurt it by taking zero damage from it <laughs> two times now from something that was first time was like eighty four. This was seventy five. Yeah. You've taken no mm-hmm. damage. You you've negated over hundred fifty points of damage. Dang, that's insane. Let's go. Dang. Uh, you so Don't this target blast, <laughs> you, This thing blasts past you, and it's force damage. You can feel it like trying to push you back, and you just like, nope. I'm not going anywhere, and that's that's as you defend against this thing with your shields. Um, and uh, yeah, the orb is completely drained again, and uh, that is going to bring us to Glenn's turn. And that was fucking badass, right? There. 150 damage, yeah, that's wild. Uh, <laughs> like a kid at a carnival waiting for the target to line up directly underneath him. Uh, as these things circle around Goldbreak, Glenn is going to, like, as it's sort of coming into frame, Glenn's gonna kind of grip Chandrell extra tight and say, I mean, might as well make it two for two, right? And as soon as it's, like, right above him, he's just going to, again, try to cleave it in half. He's gonna swipe up and just try to cut the blue orb. Okay. Because it is without magic, I think? I don't really know how that works. But uh, he's gonna try to attack. Yeah, orb. it's it's the one that has uh, been recently drained. So yeah, it's a little bit. Um, seems like it's not fully uh, capable. So Glenn attacks the impotent orb with a bunch. Uh, Nineteen plus six, thirty-five to hit. Uh, yes, that hits. Hi. Uh, he did not crit, which is a bummer but it's still going to get sneak attack because they ain't got no eyes. So it's 11 plus the booming blade because he knows it has to move. Mm. 11 plus 13. Damn, booming blade has been rolling hot. Uh, 24. And then all the sneak attack damage. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 24 plus... 38, so another 62 damage to this orb. And because I rolled a 19, the same thing that happened to the green orb, uh, just a wisp of like this soul energy, whatever this thing is made out of, just gets sucked right into the blade and therefore gives Glenn 64 temporary hit More. 64 more temporary hit points. 64 or 62? 38, 62, sorry. Uh, Glenn, you cut up into this thing, and you you when you like hit it, like you almost do exactly the same thing you did with the green orb, and you cleave almost all the way through this, and now it's like looks like almost like a Pac-Man mouth where it's like barely hanging on by the top, like you've almost cut straight through this thing, and it is just like crackling and flickering and like barely staying together, but this uh, this orb is still 
uh, it is still there, um, but it is barely, barely hanging on in the single digits. Well, let me add to that by the fact that it's still moving and Booming Blade will then explode. So as it's like okay. kind of trying to like, it's like kind of like, uh, I got it, I got it. Like the second it shifts a pixel, if you will, it just, it just goes. Explodes. It just explodes. You hear this sonic boom go off and the thing just, it's almost like a Death Star exploding. It's kind of the visual that I'm seeing here. It just like goes off and it just, it turns into this like blue mist um, that you see just kind of like evaporate into the air. You said it was single digits. It actually rolled really bad on that one, but it was still 16. Uh, yeah, it had three HP left. Oh, perfect. Okay, great. Then uh, die. I'm trying to see if I can do anything with my bonus action. Um, <laughs> Glenn's bonus action, he's going to hide on the rock. Whatever you want that to look like. Glenn is just going to like like a toddler hiding behind a light pole. He's just going <laughs> to... You... You go on, you call onto the other side of it, and you're kind of just like sitting there using the rock between you and Goldbreak. I love um, that. I will, but, roll, uh, I mean, I will roll for Goldbreak stealth. Does have, Goldbreak does have blind sense, so. Yeah, it's, it's just gold. fun to get to use anything that's a plus 17. Totally, absolutely, love that. Um, love that for you. Um, that's gonna bring us to, <laughs> to Goldbreak, uh, who is, um, I think just gonna start, oh man. Taking ADA um, damage. That's what he's going to start by doing. Uh, roll that, roll that, uh, that nasty damage as your mosh party just like descends upon Goldbreak again, still held down down by Adna's scimitar. Oh yeah, because oh. I have a turn for Adna. She is just holding that. <laughs> she 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 realizes that her job is to try to get Goldbreak to not move. Okay, great. Yeah, I think that as long as you uh, she maintains that and doesn't die, she'll she'll be there. Uh, that'll be 42 from the spiritual homies. Uh, that's nasty. As these uh, as these pots and pan wielding uh, spiritual friends, a uh, spiritual family uh, descends, and uh, Goldbrick is officially bloodied. Oh shit! But it's like really pretty blood. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's that kind of like chromatic uh, blood that's falling out of him. Again, not all the colors; it's like the red, blue, and green specifically. Um, but yeah, so I just realized it's still my turn. Uh, Goal break is going to go, um, and I think that as this uh, as the two of you are like, well, as this the kind of the this, the nasty family uh, descends upon him and starts just beating down, I think that he's just going to out of just aggression and anger um, is going to use this uh, ooh this is a fun one well, that sounds good for me yeah absolutely um, you see his, his him take a, a giant breath in and inside of his mouth you can see this swirling vortex of that red green and blue um, and then he is just going to release his breath weapon and I need you all to make me dexterity saving throws it needs to be Cosmo, Adna and Rangrim Dexterity saving throws. I don't think Adna can roll high enough, so I'm just going to say she fails. That's fair. <laughs> I'm assuming that based off our last battle, he hasn't Unless she weaker. gets a natural 20, so she oh, could that's roll true. it. That's, you're right. I'll, I'll roll that, just for funsies. Thanks. That was not a natural 20. <laughs> that was a uh, 24 for Rangrim. Plus... Plus five? That's with the plus five, yeah. All right. Just making sure. Plus your bless? Not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. 
I don't think he's I'm blessed. the only one not blessed. Oh, big sad. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to rectify that right now. You can also use your inspiration. I, I did last turn. Oh, right, 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 right. <clears throat> All right. Oh, Cos Rangrim, you just got uh, you just got blessed. <laughs> oh, wow. Would you look at that? So we'll add four to that. What did I say? 24? Uh, so that would be make it a 28 for my save. You you do pass that. I don't want you to be the only one not blessed. Oh, you fucked up because now he's going to take zero damage because of his shield. I already used my reaction. Oh, so right, 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 right. Can't. Right. Uh, Cosmo or rolled a 24. Did I? <laughs> Cosmo rolled a 24? Okay. Uh, you did not pass, Cosmo. That's fine. Cosmo, uh, Rangrim, and Adna. That is going to be 82 points of damage as <sighs> this swirling, like, three-colored cone just fires out of um, out of Goldbreak's mouth. And it, it's just a roar. And it is just, like, it is his fury incarnate. And um, it just, like, shoots past you, 30 feet past you, and just, like, blasts everything in his path. I think it carves like a big conical circle cut out of the uh, the actual ground beneath you. Um, and I think that, uh, Glenn, I think that you catch Adna's eye for just a second. And um, I think she just like gives you that, uh, that same smirk that she gave you so many times when you were kids when she bested you. And, um, but then she gives you a little bit of a nod as she is blasted away and is gone. R.I.P. Adna. It's here. I think Glenn. I think Glenn like catches it, procs it, and he just like grips Chandrell a little bit tighter. I love it. So uh, yeah, eighty-two damage for Cosmo and half that for Rangrim, and that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be force damage. Eighty-two damage, so forty-one. I'll allow it. <laughs> Cosmo, how you feeling? We're doing fine, man. Oh, good, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Love, I, lo I love that. Um, so uh, that's going to bring us to the end of uh, Goldbreak's turn, which is now Rangrim. Mr. Rangrim, Darkforge. Um, I will note that I made my con check to keep concentration on that by one point. Oh, damn. So thank you, Cosmo, with your plus five. No longer being a plus four. Oh, that shit. Was the first time <laughs> yeah, I would have lost totally... concentration. Whoa. On that's on a spell. Um okay, Rangrim. Um seeing Adna just get smoked by that breath weapon is going to charge hastily directly into Goldbreak's face. And I'm going to <laughs> I'm just gonna smack him in the face, but with my <laughs> gauntlet, so I'm casting harm as I do that. So he's Hell. getting backhanded with the gauntlet. I'm just going to go, whoa, you tycane, and I'm going to smack him. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Um, okay, yep. Uh, is there a save for that, or is it an attack? Yep, he's makes a, he makes a con save. Okay. Let's see how conscientious this individual is. Not very. Everything I've learned about him, not very conscientious. Uh, that is a 33. Very conscientious. Um, he helps people across. What you don't know about Goldbreak is he actually does help little grandmas across the street constantly, but then he does eat them. I was going to say, he just immediately devours them. Yeah. Trading one for one at least, right? It seems like a one for one there. Okay. So, I'm sorry, did he did he save? 
Oh yeah. Yes. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Yeah. Okay, that was uh, fifty-eight damage. So he would take. Okay, half. so twenty-nine. Um. Yes. And that oh, is God. necrotic damage. I don't know if that matters. No. Um. No. No. He's not a necrotic dragon. Uh, he does have. He is a fire though. Um. Okay. Awesome. Well, that I mean. That was not a like an, a, a negligible hit. That uh, that definitely uh, took him down into a uh, the the range of where I would say he's getting it's getting pretty scary for Goldbreak. Uh, I think after that he's going to Goldbreak is going to uh, you know getting backhanded with that that harm attack. Um, I think that he's going to use one of his other attacks and try to. I think he's just going to claw you, Rangrim. Come at me. Uh, Twenty nine to hit. I'd allow that. Yeah, seems fine. Um, that's gonna be sixteen uh, damage. Uh, what type of damage, sir? Uh, that is leap crunchy slash slashing damage. Slashing damage. I'm also resistant to that. Okay, so you take half that. So you only take eight. Uh, and you need to make me a strength saving throw though as well. Okay. I'm forgetting to do these strength saving throws. That is not good. So. Plus five from Cosmo, and I'm gonna roll my D4 as well. Nice. For your bless. That's a 16. That was a bad save. That doesn't do it. Um, you are uh you are restrained. Uh you're you're it, as this claw comes down on you and he just kind of like smashes you into the ground, his claws dig into the platform, and he's kind of trapping you down. Um, and you'll just need to make a basically you're restrained until you break the grapple. Um okay. Cosmo's gonna seeing this is gonna use his reaction uh, with Soul of Vengeance. Uh, when a creature under my effect of my vow makes an attack, I can use my reaction to make a melee attack. Oh hell oh. yeah! Hell yeah! Nice. Um, I rolled a thirty. So we're gonna do some. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not the only one that can uh, roll a thirty. <laughs> well, well, I mean, when you just inherently have a plus 16 to hit like it's not that hard it's pretty tight so i'll um, lose uh, sorry what is my damage dice again where did they go oh they're over here sorry 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 what's my age again what's my age again oh, that's not too bad <laughs> um 24 damage okay um yeah that's i think good job I think he pins him prone, and he's looking down at him, and Cosmo just, like, hits him over the head, and he's like, leave my friend alone! Give him a good bonk, uh, and, um, yeah, I, I think that he, he definitely feels that. Um, so, we uh, are going to do another check-in with the battles uh, that are raging other places in Sakal. And this time, we see Tin Town. And the scene is chaotic. As the whole town bands together, to fight the desecrated purple worm. And we see Regalia on its back, just running along it, stabbing it as Amy and Madge hack at it from below. And suddenly the worm lunges forward towards Madge and Amy, and they're able to dive out of the way um, as the worm smashes to the ground, just like creating this crater. Um, but Regalia loses her footing and rolls into a heap alongside Amy and Madge. And the worm wastes no time in seeing this with them all grouped together and dives towards them just immediately. And then suddenly, four massive metallic arms stop the worm in its tracks 
as we see Pops piloting his workshop mech. Yes. And we see these four arms that are holding the the front of this this worm, this this mouth from like closing on Madge, Amy, and Regalia. And we see it like pushing it back at first, but then we see it start to strain. Pops is able to hold back the worm for a minute or two, but the arms begin to bend as the worm presses in. It's just so much larger. And you start to hear gears uh, begin to grind and pop. And then suddenly there's an explosion. But it doesn't come from Pops' shop. It comes from above. As we see the head of the worm fall to the ground with a heavy crunch. And where the head was, we see a spiral shell-shaped ship appear in the air halfway up the worm's body. And we see a tall illithid walk out onto the deck of the ship, just completely decked out in brightly colored robes with a rapier floating in the air behind them. And we hear the familiar voice of Joro say, Uh, hey, sorry I'm late. My boy. Uh, hope that wasn't a friend of yours. And we, with that, we return back to the battle against Goldbreak. Let's go, Joro. Yes. <laughs> Good one. We go back to the top of the order with the red orb, and uh, it is going to charge up that red beam again. Let's see who's going to get it. Uh, that is going to be Rangrim. Rangrim, you're getting all the fun. Uh, the, the red beam is going to charge up again, and it is going to target you. I need you to make me a uh, constitution saving throw. This is a spell that it's casting, so considering it's orbiting, uh, if it is within 10 feet of Glenn when it casts this, uh, Glenn from like his hip is going to shoot out the lash of the spell drinker. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's I think it's just as it's passing you um, as it is charging up this spell and you see it start to get ready to fire. Um, and yeah, do your do your spell drinker thing. Spell drink. Uh drink. 25 to hit. That does hit. Okay. It not. now needs to make a saving throw, but it doesn't specify what type. Um, how about this? I'm just gonna roll you a uh, a kind of it's an orb, so it, I'm just going to say it doesn't really have any bonuses to its things. Um, I rolled the three for its saving throw, so I don't think it's going to make it. <laughs> super tight, super awesome. tight. Um, on a failed save, you learn the level of the creature's highest remaining spell slot, and the creature takes extra force damage when... Okay, so with that attack, so 1d4 plus 6 not the highest, but we'll take it. Wow, terrible roll. Uh, seven takes extra force damage equal to that number. So what is its highest spell? Its highest spell? Slot. Highest uh, spell level. Seventh level. So it takes 14 damage. Okay. The attack still goes through, unfortunately. Okay. Doesn't disrupt it. So it takes 14 damage, but I have now regained a fourth level spell slot. That's tight. Awesome. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, very cool. So, uh, Rangram, I need you to make that con saving throw. Uh, yes, I have. It is a 24. 24. Uh, that is unfortunately not going to do it. 
with your bless. That's oh, that is without that is without the bless. That was just just a rough so and raw with twenty-four it, with me and twenty-five. <laughs> um, that is enough. That is enough. Yes. If it meets, it beats. Well done. Um, uh. so you are uh, you would take half this damage, but it's necrotic damage, so I think you're going to negate it completely if you're resistant. Um, and you take or you just take half of the half. I take half of the half. Okay. All right. Let's go. Roll those beans. Those well-seasoned beans. Mm-hmm. The well-seasoned beans are back. Okay, so that is going to be 73 divided in half, and then you take half that. So 73 and a half, we'll call it 36, uh, 36 and, and then so 18. 18. Good job on, <laughs> on making that save and being resistant. Um, okay, that's going to bring us uh, to Cosmo Stoneheart. Do your thing. Cosmo Stoneheart. Mr. Stoneheart. Kill him. Yeah, but I'm dying, bro. Don't die, but also kill him. I'm like... Not lying, you're dying. I'm really hurting. You right that you were hurting for a squirt? (laughs) Nope. It was in my head. I I wasn't going to say it. it. Uh, (laughs) Don't worry, I will. Yeah, good. Um... You know, I was thinking about this. I don't know. Let's see. How's Cosmo feeling? Smash some... that dad. Smash that dad. Alright, All right, smash a pass right here. <laughs> <laughs> explicit all the way. We are so oh, in deep into I don't know what is past the explicit rating on, on iTunes, but we are getting there quickly. <laughs> Uncomfortable. Um, I didn't decide, but we rolled a forty-seven. So I, I, I think, I think we just roll with the punches and we hit. So it's fine. Okay, it's fine. all right. I mean, it's not yeah. the healing. Is you know they're not twenty? Holy oh, that's, sh! That's it, big boy. See, that was meant to be. That was meant to be, bud. That's all, all right. she wrote. Oh, so close to the second one. <laughs> so close. Come on, come on, come on. Gotta break a record here. One more, one more. <laughs> it was like, it was a 20, an 8, an 11, and a 7. All right, all right, fine. We use the luck amulet. This is it. Yes. This is it. Yeah, dump all the juice. Last one, last one, last one. Nope, two eights. Right next to the 20 both wow. times. All right, so a nat 20... And then the other one was an 11 plus 16. So 27. Do I get bless on attack rolls? Yep. Uh, That hits. Anyway. All right. All right. I was going to say, I don't know where the AC's at, but. Tight. Okay. Finish him. I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, it's either him or me. We. One of us is going to die first, so... Alright. Give Rangrim a mantle. <laughs> oh, we rolled good. Oh, we rolled so good. 92 plus 10. 102. 102. Alright, so that's the first attack. Kill him! <laughs> Kill him! <laughs> Alright, so 1626. 128 damage. There you go. So, so Cosmo 
like he gives him one hit you know and he's like let go of my friend and he doesn't budge so he just turns the pick around and he just divine smites him straight into the back of his neck and just lights him up Osmo, as you take your pick and turn it around and just like bury this thing in the back of Goldbreak's neck, it, it it like digs in deep there, deeper than I think you even expected, almost like you've hit like a soft spot and like you feel something just crack. And as you do, Rangram, you're in the front and you're, you, you can see, you're like looking at Goldbreak's face and you see its eyes just like, it just pauses for a second and you see its eyes just like kind of start to go blank and then you see the cracks all around Goldbreak's body begin to like expand and the pieces of their flesh that are like like kind of floating off of them those begin to like break apart into smaller pieces and then you see Goldbreak's mouth open into a what is first a silent scream, but then starts to gain this like power behind it and just energy begins radiating out of every single crack that is in this dragon. And Glenn, you're looking over and you see the orb, the red orb just like dissolves. It just it just falls apart as you see pieces of gold break start to fall off of the edge, like falling off as if they're no longer levitated and just falling off of him and just like hitting the ground and then falling to Sakal below. And it at this point, Goldbreak is just screaming this incredibly high-pitched, powerful scream. And they are just being rent apart by this energy. And you can just feel this hatred that is just emanating from this creature. And then it reaches a fever pitch and Goldbreak explodes. And this energy wave just goes out into every single direction as this hatred of this just pure wave of fury washes directly out from where you're at. I think all of you are hit by it. Um, Roll me a dexterity saving throws. Let's go. 29. 24. I roll a three. (laughs) Amazing. The uh, Rangram doesn't take any damage, but the... uh, but Cosmo and Glenn, you scoop up 14 damage as this energy, this like hatred wave washes past you. And you see it like shoot way beyond you, just like into the air all around. Similar to when uh, when Goldbreak initially swallowed the heart of Ao. You see this, this hatred wave wash out. And as this explosion happens and this wave washes past you, you hear a voice in all of your heads. And it is unmistakably Goldbreak's. And it is a whisper. And not only that, it is a promise. You took everything from me. And now I will repay that in kind. And you hear that laughter, that sickening laughter that you've heard so many times now over the course of your campaign, echoing into the darkness as you hear this voice fade, this time forever. And you can see now as this, as as the kind of like the this blinding, this blinding explosion has settled, you can see now that there is like a pile of ash is all the remains of Coldbreak. 
and sitting on that pile of ash, you can see the basketball-sized false heart of Ao. And as you are all taking this in, you, I think that um, it, there's obviously like a moment of silence where, like, where you're kind of trying to re- like figure out what is going on. And then the two boys with the really good perception, you you catch something moving out of the corner of your eye over by where you can see Chikar, the, re- the remains of Chikar's body. And it looks like two humanoid figures that are rising up from the remains of Chikar. These spectral forms. And as you as you see these these figures rise up they begin to you can see at first like they are it looks like they're embracing and then you see them begin to move towards you floating directly across the open expanse that is between you and the body of the fallen chikar and as they come into focus you recognize them you recognize Rainier. I think first, because you've seen Rainier in this exact form before. They they look, they aren't as like bedraggled and beaten down like as you saw them when they were in that kind of like cage, Glenn. But they look more like the like a, just a healthier form. They're they look younger. They're like in their mid twenties, I think, it, 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 for as far as age goes. Um, and they're obviously they're both human. Um, but you also see Bryn, and. Bryn is looking younger than you've ever seen him, even when he was wearing that ring in that human form. But he's he's probably also like in maybe in his like mid twenties, um, and he just looks he looks so much healthier and so much happier than you ever saw him, even when he was wearing that ring. But they're both represented in this kind of like semi spectral form, less corporeal than Chandrel. They're they're like this this light blue kind of like very opaque. Um, but they both uh, float over to you to the point where they're um, standing in front of you. And I think Bryn just immediately like lets go of Rainier's hand and comes over and I think the closest one is Rangrim and I think he just throws throws you into a hug. Um, and you can like, he's, his light, his touch is light, but you can still feel it. it's like a warming, like kind of uh, like familiar, uh, just like kind of calming presence that you feel from this hug. Um, but as as Glenn and, and Cosmo make their way over, I think that he would, you know, throw throw a hug around you as well and just say, "I can't, I can't believe you actually pulled it off." Uh, Glenn, I think before uh, he gets hugged by Brain, walks up to Rainier. He goes, uh, "I've heard a lot about you. I've been been holding on to this for you. I hope there's something you can do with it in the afterlife." Get some rest now, and he's gonna pull out the dagger with Rainier's like sig- signet on it, and he's gonna try to hand it to him. I think um, I think Rainier will will like hold up a hold up a hand as if to say like like waving it off. He just goes, "I, it's it's wonderful to meet you as well, and I I wish it could be, you know, under less ominous circumstances, but." I appreciate you trying to return that. And honestly, it's, I can't take it where I'm going and it's good enough to know that it's in good hands. Well, 
definitely has been uh, taking up some inventory space this whole time. So uh, glad we just carried that in the pocket and he's going to put it back in his pocket and he's going to shoot Bryn like a little wink. Bryn, it's good to see you. You've uh, put on some weight. Didn't want to say anything, but maybe get he some looks, jogging in. He looks down and goes, if anything, I've, uh, I've lost weight. Li- uh, dang it. Yeah, that was a joke, wasn't it? You'll get there. It's you got eternity to figure those out. Uh, that uh, that indeed I do. I, I can't I can't thank you all enough for what you've done. Is it like this is? I can't believe this is over. I think Cosmo in tears is just like uh, it's uh it's been an honor. I think we both, we all owe you a thanks as well for believing in us, for giving us a shot, for trusting us, and um, for being the person that you were to my father. He, he would be proud. He is. Your, uh, your dad was one of the best, so... I just, I mean, hey, I don't really know where I'm going, but hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to catch up. Tell, tell him, tell him I said hey if you do. I think he just nods at you, uh, wiping a spectral tear away from his eye. Three, uh, you, uh, uh, quick, quick question: When you guys you know, cast off into your future plane of existence, I'm not really sure where you're headed, but. Uh, guys can give us any kind of heads up Bull break seemed like he wasn't quite done regardless of a big old carcass over there so if you hear any rumblings give us a heads up because we might need to uh, sober up a little bit before we you know stop the end of the world next time and you see uh you see Bryn kind of looking looking past you and Rainier too that kind of like look over your shoulder and goes well, uh, I, um, I don't know, but that thing over there is still, uh, seems to be radiating some, all kinds of magics or whatever it is. So that might be, uh, the gift that keeps on giving, if you know what I mean. Glenn is already, like, next to it, filling up a vial with blood. I'm sure Jargot's going to do some crazy shit with this. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm absolutely confident we could probably settle any debts. Um, but as you do look over, you do see that um, the the false heart, like, it is, there are waves of that, like, chromatic energy that are just, like, like radiating off of it in every direction. Like, it is, it is not inert in any way shape or form um but as you kind of like return back to the conversation Bryn just kind of like you kind of get serious again and says i'm not trying to get all weepy or whatever but the three of you gave me a reason to live long after i had lost all hope so that's not nothing i would have I, by the time I encountered you all and we got Luther's Legends going back up again, I'd given up any kind of hope in my life that there was anything left to live for. 
and I was just trying everything I could to, you know, make it to the other side to meet Rainier here. So I just want to thank you for that. And you all are true Luther's legends. And I hope that you'll carry on the name. The world needs more heroes like you and me. And as far as I'm concerned, the, the Legends Hall, the Sanctum, all my earthly belongings, they're all yours to do with as you will. I have everything I need right here. And he just turns and looks at Rainier. Find yourself looking for someone to talk to or get a little bit bored. Feel free to uh, haunt Legends Halls whenever you, you're up for it. Uh, be setting up in Tin Town and trying to clean up whatever the hell Goldbreak sent out into the world. We'll uh, be looking for you, and if we don't see you soon, we'll probably just come for you. I'm sure I'll see y'all eventually. You can, uh, even as strong as you are now, which is holy hell, that's some, some power you've acquired, but like. Nobody can cheat death forever, so I'm sure we'll see each other again. And he puts a he puts a arm on your shoulder, Rangram, just goes, "Oh, thanks for thanks for fixing me up and keeping me running all those years. I could have done without you or Match." Well, um, and he's gonna turn and look at Cosmo and Glenn, and he's just like been crying this whole time silently. He's like, "I swear to fucking God." If you guys tell anyone about this, you're going to be meeting that fucking Aquavist again. And he's going to just kind of embrace Bren. But, well, I don't know if I'll be doing much fiction of you now. I don't think you need it. Um, oh, the, the hall will be in very good hands. I know, Will. And I also know that you'll find someone else to help who needs it. And I think he um, he just kind of pats you again on the on the shoulder, kind of like or gives you that um, like you know that kind of double back uh, pat as he uh, releases the hug and um, turns around and grabs Rainier's hand again. And um, I think they both kind of give you a, a little wave as they uh, turn again to each other and embrace. And as they do, you just see them slowly fade away. And you just know they are, wherever they are, they're finally together. And I think that that moment is, it's like, it leaves that, that lasting silence. And that, I think that hangs in the air um, pretty heavily for, you know, a minute or two. And then it's broken just really abruptly by uh, all of your uh, airwigs going off uh, just like incredibly loudly and you hear this like alert buzzing and you hear Pop's uh, not so subtle voice uh, going off. Uh, SOS, SOS, this is Tintown broadcasting on all channels. We're being overrun. Send all available fighters. And as this alert goes off in all of your heads, uh, we see Tin Town. And we see waves of undead creatures that are pouring over the side of the pit line from every single side. And we see Tin Town's inhabitants 
taking refuge in the remains of the Boulder Fist compound outcropping as just hordes of undead surround them on all sides as if they are in just a sea of bodies. As you hear this voice of Pops in your head, you swear you can hear that echoing laughter of Colbrick. Lynn looks to Cosmo and to Rangrim and goes, Cosmo, how how long you got those wings for? I would probably guess, you know, about another 45 minutes, if I had to guess. Well, um, thankfully, I don't think we'll be needing them. Yeah, um, Rangrim's just going to try to smash it. We're going to just swing, big hammer swing. Okay, um, yeah, roll me an attack on it. As he gets close to it, as he, like, I see him pulling out the hammer and all his 4G, 4G might, Glenn's going to tap him on the shoulder and cast enlarge. Give advantage <laughs> on strength attacks. Plus a D4 for strength attacks. That's going to matter. So, yeah, that would then be a... That is a healthy 28 to hit them. Okay. Um... Roll your roll your damage. That's a solid thirteen. <laughs> okay. Rangrim, as you as you go to hit this thing, you, you bring your hammer down on it and you strike true, enlarged and like just you can get full uh, like a full swing down on this thing. You hit it and you can feel that you connected and that you did like some sort of damage, but like when you hit this thing, like the amount of energy that rebounds, like just throws your hammer backwards and uh, and like ricochets back. Like this thing has a full of incredible energy and you are afraid that if you continue to do what you're doing, your weapon could be seriously like damaged by it. Damn. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing this, Cosmo steps up and he's just like, well, let's, if we can't smash it, let's try and just get it out of here. Can I try and cast Banishment on it? You could try, for sure. It's only going to last a minute. Well, it'll give me a minute to <laughs> figure out what to do. <laughs> for sure, yeah, absolutely. It has to make a saving throw, though. Um, Cool, I'll do that. A charisma saving throw. I mean, it's not incredibly charismatic. It is a glowing fake god orb. Um, I don't know. Disco uh, balls are pretty fucking charismatic. That's true. That is true. So I gave it advantage on the saving throw, and I rolled a natural 20 for my second one. (laughs) So I think you just go to cash banishment. I think this honestly makes a lot of sense because it is a glowing god orb, um, and it just doesn't do. I think it just your your banishment spell this doesn't go it doesn't work. Um, seeing this, Cosmo is um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Uh, I think we're being too cute with it, and Glenn's gonna like just pull the rend of the Dragon Queen, and he's gonna take a shot at it. Okay. Um, yeah, roll an attack. Thirty-one to hit. I mean, yeah, that hits. Roll roll damage. So 92 damage to this orb. Okay. Glenn, you you blast this thing with Rend of the Dragon Queen, and the and the you see this arrow that shoots 
that shoots. It's yeah, because it's an arrow still, right? It's the air render combined with the the wand of the dragon queen, correct? Right. So like it's it's still like a spectral arrow because the original weapon, which I can't remember what it was called, uh, doesn't use like a actual arrow itself. So it like kind of gains energy, and then as it's passing through the dragon's mouth, it gets imbued with all the different types. Absolutely. So you shoot this thing, uh, you shoot this arrow from, you know, pretty close, and it flies towards this this multicolored orb, and as it hits it, you see it, like, stop the arrow, and, like, it reflects it upwards. Like, you see it, like, it definitely imbued the shot the energy in, it, like, did the damage you, expect, you, you, you expected it to, but you you can probably guess that it probably didn't do anywhere near the full damage to this thing. And then it, you see it re- kind of reflect and redirect the arrow straight up into the sky. And as you follow the arrow's flight, Glenn, you see something. You guys have flown up in the air plenty of times. And you've been like, like flying when the star falls happened before, but you're up really high right now. And you see from up above you, you this is as close as you've ever been to these... These, the starfall, and, the, and you can clearly see, especially knowing the extra planar knowledge that you know, that these stars are, these these god fragments are falling from portals up above you. And you can see these portals more clearly than you've ever been able to see them before. And you swear to God, Glenn, there is someone looking at you through one of these portals far above you in the sky. With your magic elven eyes. Uh, can I do a hiss check or like an arcana check? See if I recognize him. Uh, or roll religious. me, yeah, roll me history, roll me history check. I think it's a good one. Oh damn, uh, twenty one. Um, so I'll say I'll say this: you you don't know exactly who they are, but you can see that whatever this figure is, they look incredibly old, impossibly old. And they seem to be looking at you through this hole, and they almost seem to be directing something. They're moving their arms in a very frantic way, um, and they are looking down through this this basically big hole portal. And the one thing you notice is that all of these other portals, they seem to be opening and closing as the the, the shards of the gods are falling through them and falling to the prime material plane below. This one is still just staying open. Uh, Glenn's going to yell out to his like. Who are you? What do you want with us? Is this yours? I don't think you get an answer. Um, but almost as if on command, uh, you hear the sounds of whinnying and neighing uh, in the distance. And uh, the rumbling sounds of your flying cart pulled by your two faithful donkeys that comes skidding onto this platform uh, and just immediately start licking Rangram's face um, as if they haven't seen him in a hundred years. <laughs> oh, there's my girls. Um, uh, boys, oh, we got a uh, we got a problem with this uh, thing. Glenn, what are you looking at? There's There's someone up there. He's He's just watching like a, you're a fucking creep. Uh, how, can I get a idea on how high up it is? I mean, it's hundreds of feet. Hundreds. It's it's hundreds of feet. It's just it's you you can just see the silhouette outline um, far above. Like it, it's too hard to like it, it's too hard to like it's be, 
Glenn's good roll and his special element eyes were the only reason he was able to see it. Well, I do have wings and can fly. Okay, Cosmo. if you want to fly it towards it, you can, but... Cosmo, what's your gut telling you? Is it still something we need to avoid? You can roll me a, a religion That's... check with advantage if you'd like. That's what I was headed towards. Twelve. Well, okay. I'll give you this. Um, you already kind of were, and I'll, I'll give you this just because of the fact that uh, you were kind of thinking on this thread early. You, your gut, it, you're not getting a strong feeling from it. And you can tell, you don't know whether this is coming from your mind or your gut, but you're looking for a way to get rid of this thing, to take it to another place. And that's what you're, that's what you feel. You're looking, you, if you can't destroy it and you can't banish it, you can't do something with it and it's causing these problems, you need to find a place to take it. Um, I am, I am going to try to reach out and can I like put my hand kind of close to it and see if I sense that ouchy aura that I encountered <laughs> before? You reach your hand out towards it and that powerful evil energy that you felt before, you still feel it, but it is no longer having an effect on you. Um, all right, well, let's try this. Um, and Cosmo's going to, I'm going to just give myself some HP. And, uh, you just see this, like, whole, this holy energy as he restores some HP, uh, with lay on hands. And, um, he is going to try and pick up this basketball thing. Cosmo, you are uh, you are able to pick it up. It's a surprisingly light. It, it's 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 almost like it has a it has a heft. Like there is it is something, but it's not like it's just light. But it mm -hmm. is incredibly lightweight. Um, but you are able to pick it up in your hands. And I think you take everyone by surprise as you heft this incredibly dangerous artifact up in your hands, and it seems to not be affecting you. And like I said, you can feel that this thing is still has radiating that horrible aura, but something about whatever AO's protection or divine energy is warding you from this energy. Uh, so you think there's somebody up there, uh, Glenn? There's someone keeping an eye on us, or probably more realistically, this orb. Uh, All right. Well, po point, point to it. As he looks up into the sky. It's the only portal that hasn't closed. Uh, right there. Great. Cosmo just kind of lunges down, and he's just going to take off into the air. Um, oh, no, no, you don't. No, by yourself, you don't. And Rangrim's going to, like, round the corner with the donkeys. Glenn's, like, already sprinting him. to catch up to the cart. Yeah, and he's, like, leaning over to grab Glenn's arm and throw him onto the back of the cart as well. Very like uh, wild western. He runs by on the carriage. <laughs> I love and it. Glenn jumps and grabs arm, pulls onto it. 
So Rangram, you're behind the uh, you're behind the reins of this cart now, and you've <laughs> bodily tossed your friends on board Cosmo still with his arms around uh, the false heart of Ao. What do I'm, you do? I'm flying. Oh, he's flying. We're I'm falling. I'm angel wings flying, baby. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So Cosmo, you are you are leading uh, you are leading the charge, and Rangram, you you just hit the reins of your cart and take off into into the sky behind them with Rangrim and uh, and Glynn. The two of you hold on tight as you follow Cosmo, who's flying with these angelic wings, holding onto this false heart of Ao, who is just flying towards this hole in the night sky above you. And you're heading upwards towards that dark sky above, streaked with multicolored lights. Again, diving headfirst into the unknown. One final fateful flight together beside your trusty donkeys. And that is where we're going to leave the session tonight. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.